It's a Friday. It's Scoops with Danny Mac. It's an incredible weekend of baseball, to be sure, with the final regular season home games for Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. We talk it over with Ben Fredrickson of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And uh, Ben, as always, great to visit with you. And what a weekend this should be. Happy Friday, Dan. And it should be a happy Friday and a happy weekend at the ballpark for Cardinals fans. And uh, i tell you what, the Cardinals did a good job. They, they got the clinch taken care of. They took the suspense out of this thing, and now this final homestand can really be about celebrating Yadier Molina, Albert Pujols. Um, I think it's I think it's okay to celebrate Adam Wainwright too. I know he has not announced any decision yet, but uh, the fact that it's going to be the final home start between those two guys on Sunday is going to be pretty special. There'll be some ceremonies at the ballpark and it just feels like it can really be focused on those guys. Um, the Cardinals cannot control um, anything else about the postseason. They're going to be in that, in that, in that third spot. They're going to host a wild card series and they're not going to be influencing things one way or the other versus playing the pirates. So it really, it really played out well for the Cardinals to have the clinched in Milwaukee. I know you always want to do that at home, but it allows this to be a truly fun final homestand with, without any postseason pressure. And on the, the baseball side of things, they get to work on some things that, that should be able to give them a leg up when the postseason comes. They can rest some guys. They can get um, another another look at some, some pitchers they need to see again. They can thrust some guys who may be on the fringe into some high-leverage spots and see how they hold up. Uh, there's still some things they can tweak to make them a better postseason team, and they can have a heck of a celebration as well. What do you think the emotions are going to be like for the, uh, for the players and, and for the fans? Well, I think these guys have done a really good job, Dan, of, of, of kind of keeping it at a distance. Um, we've seen it kind of break through in moments. You clearly saw Albert, um, you know, just be overcome with joy at times this year. Um, Yachty and Adam have been pretty much laser focused. And what they've said every time, they've said, hey, this is about more than us. It's about, you know, going on and, and trying to have a deep postseason run. You even heard, you know, Ali Marmol, I think, you know, really – really smartly thank those guys for having that team first approach when they clinched in his comments uh, after the game. But it's going to be a little harder to do that now because there's, there's no business to take care of until you get to that postseason, and there's nothing to influence in the standings. And it's really just going to be all about those guys. And, you know, I'm, I, I know that it'll be emotional. I know the fans will show up and do their part. Um, I, I think we'll see some real emotion from these players um we know we'll see it from the fans and the one that i'm curious about is is adam um, we haven't heard you know adam lean too far one way or the other we know what he said at spring training of he doesn't want this to be an annual or a, a weekly thing where he comments about the state of if he's going to retire or not but i am a little curious if we will hear a little more from adam about his future this weekend at the ballpark, it would seem like a time maybe where he might want to say one way or the other, if he knows, and maybe he doesn't know, maybe he's going to sort through that this off season. But I do wonder if, uh, if we're going to hear a little bit more from him about what he's thinking about the future as he, as he kind of watches Yachty and, and Albert kind of go through this final send off. And it's, it's been pitched in a way where it's kind of the send off of the, of the of the legends and he's kind of pushed back and said hey I'm, maybe i'm not being sent off but i wonder i wonder if we're going to hear a little bit more from adam i know there's no wondering that it will be a a, a really awesome celebration of, of yadi and albert 
Um, it should be the first of many. I mean, these guys should go into Cooperstown together, Dan, when they're first eligible, and uh, this should be a preview of that, I think. Give me your lasting impression or moment for each. I'm putting you on the spot, but what stands out for each of uh, those guys? could be a personal moment or maybe something that you covered or whatever, but what stands out for, for those three for Ben Fredrickson? I think for, for Albert, and I think you saw this clearly when he was here, um, with the Cardinals, um, you know, the first time around, which was just a vacuum sealed decade plus of epic greatness, which is, I mean, he was a hall of famer by the time he left, but for me, it will be his ability to rise to the occasion of the moments that St. Louis provides for the Cardinals. Um, this is a special place when it comes to baseball and certain people can't handle it. Certain people are unaffected by it one way or the other, and then certain people thrive in it, and he thrives in it. He did as a player here the first time around. He did when he came back for the first time after that long wait as a visitor, the return that I think kind of almost thawed the you know some of the scar tissue that was there. And in, in some ways, Dan, and I, I didn't cover his whole career like, like you did, obviously. Um, I was an intern at the Post-Dispatch in 2011, so that was my first introduction to Albert and he had been awesome for a long time before then. But I think for me, one of the most powerful moments was that turn that he had with the angels where it was just so obvious that he missed it here, that the fans missed him, that the organization, you know, they had not won a championship without him. Um, and they'd had great success, but they hadn't had the kind of success they'd had with him. He hasn't been, he had not been the same player and it, and it just felt almost cosmic, this reunion. And I think you've seen more of that. I mean, so much more of that this season in his return. So his ability to, to rise to the moments that, that St. Louis provides baseball stars and he never backed down. He never shied. And, and how about this? He never disappointed. And you know, it's so hard. Baseball is a game of disappointment. It's a game of failure. And how many times did Albert not fail? It did the opposite of failing, even in his return, where we were, you know, wondering, fearing, man, could this could this kind of ruin the image of Albert Pujols of never failing here? No, he runs off to 700, does what does what no one thought he could possibly do. I think, except Mark McGuire, was the first person to say that Albert could get to 700, and he predicted it on opening day so it wasn't like the rest of us were at the all-star break we we're like maybe he can get there no he, he called it from the beginning which is pretty amazing um and then for yadi you know I, I think for yadi that's the number I, th- I think it's 24 right and, and and Derek gould looked that up of games that he has played in that were not you know where the cardinals were not in contention you think about the years the seasons the innings and how many how few times he played in a game that did not have some sort of postseason ramifications that to me is is what solidifies Yadier Molina Um, I think about spring training this year when he made it clear he was going to be done and in you know the story that I was able to write about him getting customized suits for every player on the team including the coaching staff the clubbies um, the way that he has this kind of tough um, you know almost armor-like exoskeleton to him I mean almost symbolic of the actual catcher gear that he wears and then this this really i don't want to say soft because that word and yadier molina don't go together but this truly warm heart and you know not everybody sees that but the guys that he loves the guys that are his baseball brothers they see it and you know i think of him going absolutely bonkers about chris bryant when he insulted st louis or at least yadi thought he did um this fierce 
defender, um, almost kind of like mafia-like for for the baseball version that that he's become. And I mean, as much as Albert is the bigger, probably national star, I think Yadier Molina for for decades now has been the the face of of the Cardinals. And when you're talking about a player who plays a position that is often overlooked, too often underappreciated, his face has been covered. By, by the mask, but he is the, the man behind the mask, and he's been the heart of this team, and he never left, and that's what stands out to me about Yachty. How about for Wayno? I mean, I think Adam Wainwright is, I say this, um, I say this to people who I meet, you know, on the, on the street who ask about Adam, and Adam to me is exactly the kind of person that you would hope a professional athlete would be. Um, you hear stories about these guys, some of them, and you meet them, and you think, "Well, that's disappointing. They don't live up to the hype, or they're they're not they're not who they portray to be." Adam is, Adam is is who he says he is, and that can be a hard thing to do when you get that fame and get that money and get that notoriety. He's a genuinely good person, and I think that you say that first and foremost, and then you say, "This guy's a hell of a competitor." Um, I think what Adam has done since 2020 should be in some ways the story of his career not that he wasn't he was obviously great before um maybe he's a lock for for cooperstown if it wasn't for the injuries he's he's won world series he's been a great reliever he's been he's been a great starter um, one of the best in baseball but his his toughness, his determination, his willingness to push through some points in his career that other guys would have walked away for him to come back and to have this run that he's had since 2020, I, I think really defines the the toughness and the and the grit that he has as a competitor. And I think that's what Adam Wainwright is. He's a competitor, and he's also an artist. Um, he's a master. At a time when the game has become velocity and throw 105, he has gone the other way, and he's pitched, and he's painted, and he's mastered his craft, and he's proven that if you can excel at something, it doesn't have to be the popular thing. You can be good at what you do, and if you believe in it, and if you master it, then it can play in any phase of the game. And and I think that's what he's been. He's been a pitcher, and there are a lot of throwers out there, but I think Adam has been a, a vintage throwback guy, and I think you see that you see that in his numbers because there are guys who might have more stuff these days but they're not doing what Adam has done. Have you noticed more insects uh, inside or outside of your home? If you have, Rottler Pest Solutions can help you out. Official partner of the St. Louis Cardinals. And the number to call is 877-768-8537 or visit rottler.com. Again, that number, 877-768-8537 or visit rottler.com, R-O-T-T-L-E-R.com. Also, Ben Fred Fridays presented by Stratum Structural Systems, waterproofing and foundation repair. Just visit them at stratumrepair.com. Any issues in your basement, it's going to be a wet season coming up. When you have the winter months coming up, think about Stratum Structural Systems. And that is stratumrepair.com online. And another sponsor that we want to tell you about, Mark Milton. Mark Milton is helping out so many people that have IRS issues. Visit Mark Milton. Make sure you do it, stltaxlawyer.com, stltaxlawyer.com. You know, Ben, it's interesting, as we go into this final home weekend, there's still unfinished business with uh, what's going to be the postseason roster. Uh, What are your biggest question marks going into this final weekend as the Cardinals prepare for postseason play? 
I think, you know, getting a feel for what the rotation is going to look like has got to be up there. It sure seems like, you know, a lot of this is going to depend on the opponent. All three, you know, Padres, Phillies, and Brewers are still in play. It sure seems like it's going to be between the Phillies and, and the Brewers. And, you know, I do worry a little bit about the Cardinals having to face the Brewers. They've just been so even with them, um, you know, through through this whole season series. They got the, the edge in it, but it's been close, 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 and they know each other very well. So I think Jack is, is a, is a storyline here that you've got to track. I think Quintana is really pushing his way to the the front of the issue here. Miles Michaelis has looked as good as last two times out as he's been all season. And I think that, I think you've got to start him in, in one of those games, but I do think they like lefties against the Brewers. And I understand why I look at the OPS and, and where they rank compared to, you know, hitting against lefties versus righties. So I think pitching for sure. And then I think Ollie is playing this right. Now the big dogs, they're going to maybe get a chance to rest and we know like where those guys are going to play. I think Albert Pujol starts DH no matter what in, in every game, unless you've got some bonkers matchup that you don't like him in. Um, but Ali, I think, is going to use this as a, a way to kind of put some guys in the pressure cooker a little bit. Juan Yepes, what can you do for us? Um, Lars Newtbar, um, you going? are you going to be a part of this thing or, or are you going to be a, a role guy? Where, where are you going to be in this? I think he's going to, you know, kind of fire test some relievers, some some bench bat types and see if they can give him something to think about entering the postseason. So a lot of it I think is going to be matchups. He's going to look at who they play. He's going to figure out what he thinks gives him the best chance to score runs. And, and then, you know, some of the decisions will be made off of there, but uh, you know, there's going to be some, some interesting kind of, I think, prove it moments for some guys we try to prove that they can be on the roster and also prove that they make it, you know, what kind of roles they can be trusted to have once they're on there. That's why I think Sunday, uh, outside of the the enormity of the situation with Yachty and with Albert, but it's a big start for Adam Wainwright. And I, totally. I think, you know, he's got to show that they want him in that rotation. I mean, if he's right, you want him in, clearly. But his last, I would say, four starts have not been Adam Wainwright-like that we've seen in the last uh, three years, maybe the tail end of 2019 up until the last four starts. So I, I think Sunday's a pretty big start for him. I think so. And, you know, he's said and they hope that he's kind of through the end of this dead arm phase. And it would be nice to see that on the mound. And the other thing you have to factor in, and, and of all the things that Ollie cares a lot about, you know, he, he cares about matchups and splits. I don't think he probably goes bonkers over home road splits. But here's the thing. Dan Adam is so much better at home and some of it is because it, you know, the road splits include the, you know, the Miller parks and the, and the Cincinnati's I get that, but for whatever reason, he seems to be at his best at home. And I don't know that you overlook something like that. Um, if you're, if you're talking about a postseason start, I don't think Ollie is going to be handcuffed by tradition and by, by, by legacy, but I also don't think he's going to spite it if he doesn't have a good reason to. It maybe you know. I think he respects it. I don't think he's, um, I don't think he's boxed in by it. And I think he's been trying to say that as much as anybody will listen when he says this thing's not settled. So I think, I think Adam for sure. I think Jack too. Um, you know, Jack's last time out was encouraging. You'd really like to see him force that issue. No doubt. Saw the Cardinals ask him to force it when um, when they had him do an extra rehab start, right? So I think that's kind of been the message to Jack is make it obvious. Well, 
he's got a chance to um Quintana is going to get one more right so he's got a chance to make it very very obvious as Michaelis has so here's the deal if things go according to their plan they're going to need more than three guys and and it could be that that some of these guys are competing to be the game one starter of of the next round too which is going to be critical um so I, I think a lot of that is up in the air i think you have to start Michaelis, one of them and then the other thing i think you you feel you have to do is i said pujols already um I, i'm sure you I'm, I'm guessing i don't say i'm sure I, i'm guessing you agree with me there this guy's been taking some of the best at bats of anybody this month i think you got to start him in the playoffs the other thing too dan brendan donovan has to start he's got to start you remember last year in la when Tommy Edmond looked like the most prepared player on the team. I don't think that's an exaggeration. He was not jittery. He was not nervous. He was the guy who was getting things done. If they had more Tommy Edmonds in that game, they probably win. I think Donovan is capable of taking those kind of at-bats in the postseason, and I think that those are the kind of things that can win you a game and swing a series. Well, another one, Tyler O'Neill this weekend. Man, yeah. Is he going to be ready? I mean, I know he started the he started a running program. Um, but uh, I guess I, I don't want to sound like I'm down on Tyler, but I'm going to need to see it before you can believe it. And it's just been so hit or miss with him, whether he's healthy or and then he's healthy and he's not locked in. But it's getting awful tight and awful, awful late to feel like you you plug him in as a starter um, and, and take an opportunity away from somebody who's been playing. But then again, his bat is the kind of bat that it can it can change a game. Um, one swing from him can decide a game, and the Cardinals have played the long game with him all season, Dan, and hoping that that Tyler O'Neill comes through. And my goodness, it'll be a test, an ultimate show of confidence in him if they make that bet again entering a playoff series, because they're not going to get a ton of sample size before it comes. If you could draw it up, what do you want to see this weekend with the big three? I- I'm just curious. I mean, we all love the theatrics of sports and. The you know romantic side of baseball, but what would you want yeah. to see? Well, I, I think I think you want to see. Obviously, I'm I'm going to be reasonable here. I think you want to you let Albert to hit a home run in every game, um, and uh, you want you want Adam to dominate throwing to Yadier Molina, and you want Yadier Molina to throw somebody out. I think that's I think if you could just check off all those boxes, and everybody can uh, can go home happy here. I think that would be, uh, I think that would be good. No, probably. Okay. One home run for, for Albert. Um, that would be great. And then I think, as you said, the most important thing is that Adam pitches well, because he's got to give them, you know, something to think about when they go, when they go to start planning this thing, they've got to think about, do we really want to risk not putting the ball in Adam Wainwright's hand in a postseason series? And I think, and this is not a, at all a knock on Adam, but I think right now his struggles lately have have made them lean toward their they might be okay with that. And he needs to show, you know, he needs to show on Sunday that they shouldn't be. And I don't care that it's the Pirates. It's about what Adam does. It's about his control, his command, his ability to hit his spots and, and use all of his stuff and have his mechanics look correct. And it's not so much about who they're playing. Um, and then you'd like to see, I don't know, you know, will Yachty play? Every game, uh, he might. You know, he's going to catch Adam, but uh, I think I, I get the impression with Yachty. And tell me if I'm wrong here, Dan. What you think? I think they're re- letting him rest as much now as they can because they've got this thing wrapped up. And they knew they knew when they went out to to San Diego that they weren't going to catch that number two spot. They weren't saying that, but they knew. And, and I think they're trying to let him get gassed up for 
the full playoffs. I think that Yachty's probably going to start every postseason game would be my guess. Oh, I, I completely agree. Yeah, you've had September Yachty, and he has proven to be the clutch performer that he's been in the past. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, and I know he's banged up, so they're trying to give him as much rest as possible going into postseason play. If you had your druthers, uh, who would you want to face if you're the Cardinals? Who do you think they match up best with as we'll talk uh, a week from today? And we'll know, but who do you think they uh, match up best against when you talk? You know, think about Philly, you think about San Diego, you think about Milwaukee, you mentioned that earlier, but who do you think they match up best against? I had talked myself into the Padres, and then they went out and got smoked by them, and Snell looked like, Die young, so I guess I sounded like an idiot for saying that, but I, I'll be honest, I still kind of feel that way. I guess my my only strong feeling is not the Brewers, and people might say that's crazy. Look, they just took care of the Brewers and and, and clinched against them, and look how they were able to look how Michaelis was able to pitch against them. And I get it, but they know the Cardinals, and Craig Council's a damn good manager. And look at the season series now. The Cardinals are only up one game in it. It would be the most Brewers thing ever to get you know, worked over in this division this year as the defending champs and then come back and be a significant thorn in the Cardinals side in the postseason. I, 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 I'm fearful of what the Brewers could do with house money. Um, I think the Padres would be a team that would have a lot more pressure. I think the Cardinals play so much better at home. Um, I, I still kind of like the Cardinals ability to maybe get to some of that pitching. Um, and then, you know, I still probably like the matchups against the, the Phillies pitchers better than I do against the Brewers top rotation guys. And the Phillies have some good ones. I know. And the Cardinals, the Cardinals have, have not played all that great against the Phillies this season, but they haven't played them in a while. So I, I would honestly rather pick the field over the Brewers. I, I, maybe I'm crazy there, but that's kind of uh, that's kind of how I feel. Maybe they could mow down the Brewers, throw lefties, 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 and the Brewers stink against them. And that could be the, um, that could be the way to, to go. But I tell you what, the Brewers make me nervous, and the other ones I say, hey, roll it out there and see what you can do against teams that it may be favored, perhaps, by some, but probably shouldn't be. I'll wrap it up with this. I know you guys will be uh, all over the place at Bush Stadium. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I want to hear what you think, Dan. I, I tend to agree with you. I, I just think when you look at, like, the Phillies, they, they're going to have to – all these teams are going to have to use their number ones here down the stretch, and I don't know – what it looks like in terms of who's pitching when. But when you're facing Woodruff and Burns or you're looking at Nola, and I mean, yeah, I mean, and I just watched Blake Snell carve through the Cardinals, as you mentioned. Um, It it comes down to when these guys pitch for me. If I'm not facing a number one or a number two, then I could give you a better judgment on on who you face. But if you've got one and two lined up and you know you're going to get in, any one of those teams can shut you down. And – that's why when I look at the Mets, you're going to be in a short series with the Mets with DeGrom and Scherzer. No thanks. You know, that's why they're so dangerous. So that that's something I just I try to keep in mind is it, there's a value to winning your division, to line up your rotation. For those teams that can't, going into this thing, if you have to use those number ones and number twos just to get in, it changes the conversation. I probably could better answer, and you, you would as well, better answer that question on Tuesday or Wednesday knowing – what Friday may look like. Yeah, I just, um, for whatever reason, the Brewers and their, I, I think I think in some ways, giving the Brewers the entire season to scout these guys to and give them, them, them time to pick apart their pitching and come up with a plan with their best guys 
um, you know, ready to roll scares me a little bit. And the other thing too, if you look at, you know, just staff ERA against, you know, right-handed pitching, the Brewers are top, you know, top two team in the national league, um, right behind the, right behind the Dodgers there. So, um, for that reason, I, I would probably, I would probably, if I were the Cardinals and had my, had my pick, I would say, Hey, you know, give us the Phillies or, or give us the Padres and, uh, you know, cue the Juan Soto drama. But, uh, I think both of those teams would, would probably be a better fit for the Cardinals than Milwaukee. I'd counter and say Milwaukee's saying though, I don't want to face left-handed pitching. So if, if it's Milwaukee, do you risk? And, and I, I think when the Cardinals left on this road trip, I think if you would have told them, hey, season's over, you're in, you're playing Milwaukee in the um, in, in the wild card round, you're hosting them, I think that they probably would have came back and said, okay, people might not people might not like this, but we're starting Jordan Montgomery and Jose Quintana, one and two, and, and we're going to try to drown them with lefties. And if you don't know why they might think that way, just look at what the, the Brewers' offense does against righties and then look what it does against lefties and then see where it ranks. It's one of the most meager offensive teams in the league against lefties. That's right. Jordan Montgomery's really struggled. And and now it's like, okay, do you do you go with Michaelis and then Quintana? Has Quintana bumped Montgomery from the lefty slot? And and could those be your guys? Because I don't know right now that, that Montgomery's been sharp enough for him to be a guaranteed yes. Okay, buddy, you're going to be uh, all over the place at Bush Stadium this weekend? Yeah, we'll have it plenty of coverage from Bush. We've also got some special coverage rolling out of Yadier Molina, of Albert Pujols. Folks can check that out at stltoday.com. It's in this weekend's paper, and uh, the stories are already posted. So if you want to get an early read on it online, you can check it out at stltoday.com. All right, my man, I'll see you tonight at the ballpark, and uh, as always, thanks for doing this. You bet, man. Have a good weekend, man. I'll see you there.